Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdrafts up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Now it's time to talk about Donald Trump's money and where it came from. That's the subject of a massive expose published by the New York Times last week. For comment, we turn to David K. Johnston. He's a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist who wrote for the New York Times and the L.A. Times. He's the author of seven books, including The Making of Donald Trump and, most recently, It's Even Worse Than You Think, What the Trump Administration is Doing to America. We talked about it here a few months ago. He's editor of DCReport.org, and he knows more about Trump's finances than practically anyone alive. David K. Johnston, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me, John. Well, that special Sunday section of the New York Times had 11 pages of text and documentation on what they called suspect tax schemes that helped preserve what they called a vast inherited fortune that Trump inherited from his father, Fred. What do you consider their most important findings? Well, the New York Times, in the most extraordinary thing, I mean, I, I can't imagine uh, how what it would have taken if I had wanted to write these words when I was there and get them past all the editors, uh, said that the sitting president of the United States engaged in, quote, outright fraud, mm-hmm. end quote. It is beyond question now from the documents, the 100,000-plus pages of mostly private family Trump documents backed up by various public records that they got, and the interviews and the other work they've done, that two things can be said. Donald Trump in particular and the Trump family as a whole are criminal tax cheats. They'll, they won't ever be indicted for the crimes the Times described because the statute of limitations for criminal prosecution is only six years, and the Times covers a half century, basically, from the 50s to the turn of the century. And, and the, by the way, the, the, they can be gone after for civil fraud for every single dollar. And Donald has already had two civil tax fraud trials, and he lost both of them. Secondly, Donald Trump's claim that he is a self-made man and his claim that he's worth $10 billion are complete and utter nonsense, and they've been demolished now by the Times. And that second story, however, isn't getting through. Forbes magazine just came out saying Donald Trump's wealth has fallen from $4 billion to $3 billion. And every day on TV and on the radio, I hear uh, people in news saying the billionaire president or the multi-billionaire president. There is not now, there never has been, John, a scintilla of verifiable evidence that Trump has a billion-dollar net worth. And during the campaign, when he told us all he was worth more than $10 billion, and I kept saying that's nonsense, you know, it's not true, once he became president, he had to file his financial disclosure form. As I report in the, uh, it's even worse than you think, they asked to be able to file the statement without signing it under penalty of perjury. Mm. And the Office of Government Ethics said, no, you have to sign that statement. Everybody has to sign under penalty of perjury. So the statement shows a net worth not of $10 billion, but of $1.4 billion. What, what more do you need to know that Trump just makes this stuff up? And even the $1.4 billion is not to be believed. For example, he says his two Scottish golf courses are each worth more than $50 million, but we just got their new financial reports. 
yet again for another year they've lost millions of dollars. They're not worth $50 million. They may be literally worth less except for real estate if you get permission to redevelop them. Uh, His businesses are losing business all over the place, and the rules for the presidential disclosure do not require Trump to disclose all sorts of loans that he is obligated for. If we had a real net worth statement on Donald Trump, it would probably show he's worth a few hundred million dollars. That's all. Most of the New York Times report was about various strategies by which Trump's father, Fred, transferred assets and cash to his children. The Times said that Trump himself received at least $413 million in today's dollars from his father's real estate empire. How do rich fathers uh, do that? How did Fred Trump manage to transfer $413 million to his son, Donald? Well, you do it by lying and cheating and being very calculated. Uh, Let me give you a real simple example. If you live in a state like California or New York, and you give your child a car, and you put down for sales tax purposes that it's worth, say, $1,000, but it's really worth $20,000, they will catch you and they will send you a bill because all of those records are digitized. They're electronic, and they have been for years and years and years. But if it's real estate... Those records are not digitized. They're held by individual county governments, not by, and sometimes townships and cities, depending on where you live in the country. So what you do is you play with the values of the property. At one, one of the, the transfers of Fred Trump real estate to his children, he gave them more than 1,000 apartments. They valued it at an unbelievable discount. Say you want to give your child a house worth $500,000. Well, what's the value of that house? It's not like a stock where at the end of the day you know what it's selling for. So maybe it's worth 550000 maybe it's worth 450000 but it's in a range around a half a million dollars. The Trumps would have valued that house at $30,000, six cents on the dollar. Mm. And they got away with it because the IRS doesn't have those records, doesn't pursue them. I have an affidavit uh, filed in a federal court case in Sacramento years ago in which the IRS said that when it comes to gifts of real estate by wealthy people to their heirs, heirs, their descendants, the lowest rate of cheating in America is in Ohio, where 85% of the gifts are undervalued. And in many states, the cheating rate is 100%. Everybody cheats. So guess what? No big surprise. Donald Trump and Fred Trump and Robert Trump and Judge, federal judge Marianne Barry Trump, they didn't get caught. Well, they stole from us about a half a billion dollars. All of the super rich use these uh, tricky tax avoidance strategies. There's a whole industry of financial advisors and lobbyists who who work on this undervaluing assets that are transferred to children. Is what Trump did really any different from other very rich people? It's very different. You know, I spent the 13 years I was at the New York Times as their tax reporter and exposing so many tax shelters that I was called the the de facto chief tax enforcement officer of the U.S. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between aggressive, creative devices to avoid taxes and what the Trumps did, which was flat-out fraud. They used invoicing schemes, or they artificially inflated the prices of things to transfer money to the children, and by the way, to also rip off poor people renting rent-stabilized or rent-controlled apartments from the Trumps by justifying higher rents 
or the government if it was paying the rent on the behalf of these poor people. Back to my example of a half million dollar house. If you say the house is worth 450000 you know, that's not criminal by any stretch. But when you say it's worth $30,000, six cents on the dollar, that's criminal. They knew it was criminal. It's why they hid this stuff. And it's why we absolutely must see Donald Trump's tax returns in this century. Every single one of them, not just the two pages that I got for his 2005 return, which, by the way, showed his use of a uh, an illegal tax shelter so odious that when the Republicans in Congress found out about it, it took them weeks, just weeks, to pass a law to shut it down. But you know what Congress does all the time when they catch one of these tax shelters, like when I was exposing them? What do they they do? shut them down, but if you were already in, they let you keep your ill-got money. <laughs> so it's as if we had a law that said, well, we're going to declare bank robbery a crime tomorrow, but if you robbed a bank yesterday, well, it's okay, you can keep the money. The New York Times also got Trump's 1995 tax records where he claimed a loss of $916 million. Losses can be carried forward as deductions. Uh, The New York Times says deducting that meant he could have avoided all federal income taxes for the next 18 years. Is that right? And, And do you think that the $916 million loss is legit? Well, uh, the 18 years is, is sort of their calculation. Uh, the, the better way to put it is he could have avoided all income taxes on the next $916 million of income. Yeah. And, no, it was totally illegit. It's the very tax shelter that was shut down in which I showed how he, uh, by the year 2005, had used up all but $815 million of that tax deduction. So he had about $101 million left by the year 2006. But here's the outrageous part of this. Donald Trump told me in 1991 day, you know, he was worth $3 billion. And I looked at him and said, Donald, I don't believe you. And he's like, what? And, and I said, Donald, you can't pay your bills. There are all these, these vendors and merchants and everyone who aren't being paid. I mean, it, it, I can pay any bill that gets presented to me, even though I'm just a newspaper reporter, certainly within a, a few days. I'm going to have to borrow the money, but I can pay the bill. You should be able to sell a piece of property or have cash on hand if you're really a billionaire. Paying your bills should not ever be an issue. And he just told me I didn't know what I was talking about. By the way, later that same day, he told another reporter he was worth not $3 billion, but $5 billion. <laughs> Well, the, the, what he did then was he couldn't pay back his bankers. The state of New Jersey Casino Control Commission took Donald's side against the bankers to force them to give up almost a billion dollars that he owed them. And what the casino authorities did is they said, well, if you want to foreclose on Mr. Trump, you will own lovely hotels uh, on the Atlantic City Boardwalk and Marina, but you won't have a casino license. Now, that's not how the law is supposed to work, by the way, at all. But they ignored the law, and they took his side because, after all, he employs thousands of people in New Jersey, and the banks, with two minor exceptions, were all from outside of New Jersey. So if you're a New Jersey politician, what do you care about bankers in, 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 uh, in Berlin and Chicago? Yeah. Well, Donald then took the losses the banks had deducted on their tax returns and took them for himself. Mm. He double deducted it. When the New York Times report was published, Donald Trump released a brief statement saying all of this was old news. Isn't that true in part? Isn't Trump referring to your investigations and your reporting on his money? 
No. And I, I mean, I'll tell you, yes, in the sense that I certainly for years and Tim O'Brien and Gwenda Blair and the late Wayne Barrett have all done little pieces of this. This this project is light years beyond where we went. It is new. And it, let me let me be very clear. I've been at this for 52 years. I'm the former president of the Investigative Reporters and Editors Association. This is the most masterful investigative reporting I have ever seen. This is just runs miles beyond where we were. And there's not a single technical glitch. Every time I read a story about accounting, business practice, tax law, I almost always wince at some page that the reporter got it wrong. 14,000 words. There's not a single comma that I quarreled with reading that, and I haven't seen anybody else point to it. And you'll notice the White House hasn't denied the story. All they've said is, oh, it's old news. Donald said the other day, it's all public records. Of course it's not. It's mostly private records. I didn't have those private records. I, I would have you know, happily written the story a long time ago. The Times had the money, the resources, and in David Barstow and Susan Craig and Russ Butner, the reporters with the diligence over 18 months to get people to give them documents. And I have nothing but praise for them. This is the single greatest investigative news report anyone has ever written, and I'm in a particularly unique position to be able to judge it. One last question. Is this pretty much now the whole story? Do we know what we need to know about Trump's finances and where they came from? Or what's next in this story? Well, assuming that the, the Democrats actually turn out to vote— and we get a new Congress. And I don't think that's at all certain. I mean, I think there are plenty of people in this country who would rather stay home and watch TV or play golf uh, than go vote, uh, in which case, you know, we are headed to becoming a tyranny, as the cover story of the New York Review of Books for October 25th that just came out uh, shows. Um, but assuming that the, the Democrats take control of the House, the Senate, or both, there will immediately be investigations into Trump's finances. Congress has the right to his tax returns. They will demand those returns. They will, they will conduct investigations. And, John, my guess is if you and I are talking a year from now, we're going to be discussing what's in Trump's more recent tax returns, not, uh, you know, what do we need to know, uh, 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 how do we get them. Um, it, it, the Democrats will absolutely go after this. And just keep this in mind. In the 1970s, we had two crooks at the head of our government. Spiro Agnew resigned as vice president of the United States and pled guilty to a tax charge over what were basically bags of groceries that he didn't report as bribes and as income. <laughs> bags of groceries. I mean, there was more to it, but that's what he pled to. Richard Nixon, who famously said, I am not a crook, was an unindicted co-conspirator, and his tax lawyer served time in prison for backdating documents so that Nixon could take a deduction for donating his papers. Those are pebbles compared to the mountain of tax cheating by the Trumps. We have a criminal in the White House. People need to vote. They need to make sure the votes are honestly counted, and they need to support a thorough, professional, detailed congressional investigation. And if it warrants it, Donald Trump needs to not only be removed from office, he needs to be indicted, prosecuted, and if convicted, sent to prison. David K. Johnston, 
His new book is It's Even Worse Than You Think, What the Trump Administration is Doing to America. You can read him at dcreport.org. David, thanks so much for doing this. You are the best. Thank you. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. 